0: Oh uh-huh.
1: Praise on oh, Father, we worship oh, Father God. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord God. Father, we cry to you, Father God. We cry out to you, Father, being a church of oh, Father God, individually, oh, Father God. And this is true, Lord Jesus. Father, we know, Lord God, that you're sending oh, Father God an army of oh, Father God. An army of Father God so that they can worship your Father in Spirit and in the truth of Father God, and we believe that we can tell Father God that all these church of Father God will be filled up with people, will will be filled up with worshipers of Father God, as we believe of Father God, we believe of Father God, we thank you Father God, we thank you, we thank you, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen, amen, amen. Who deserve all the praise and all the glory? Only the true God, the one and only. None of us are deserving of any praise or any worship. We did not do anything on our own. We woke up this morning. It was not on our own it was because of grace. And you somehow, we have favor with God. So for tonight, we're just going to have a very intimate moment to piggyback off Sunday's teaching from Pastor which followed you know, a lot of thought process, a lot of thinking. And uh, it was about the spiritual revival that um, the message was about on Sunday. It's funny because I missed last Wednesday's service and without knowing what was taught, on Thursday I was worshiping at home and I hear a voice clearly that says fasting, fasting and praying. It was in my spirit crying out for fasting and praying. On Saturday, we met for Bible study, and Sister Suzanne said she got the message as well. The Lord speaking to her spirit as well. So it is obvious that the Holy Spirit is here and he's speaking to us we are true worshiper and we strive every day to be strong in the lord because we are a praying group of people who at many times we ask for a pure in heart and we ask for forgiveness when we have fallen short. would you say amen amen yeah. very well now i was thinking on pastor's message on sunday and it, it, it just sticks in my mind, you know, how, how the Holy Spirit is talking to us. It's, it's trying to shake us up. We need a shake up, we need a breakthrough. I, I, it was just so clear. And I started to wonder what does, as a Christian, what does revival mean? And I came up with this. Revival is the waking up of our faith. The rebirth of our experience with the Holy Spirit. For instance, when we want to feel good about ourselves, especially this time of year, we go through the closet, we donate so that we can reshop. Right? So... We want to feel good. We want a fresh look. You know, we move around the furniture. We put up new window treatments, new new bed linen. We want a fresh look. Now, it is a similar sense what a revival means to a Christian in a spiritual sense. It is a revitalization of your spiritual relationship with the Holy Spirit. If you want a deeper walk with God, and you want favor with God, when you cry out to him, think about it this way. Remember the first time when you got saved, you know, wherever you were, when that moment hit you, and after that, you were in fire. You were in fire for the Lord. You, you you didn't want to talk about anything else but the Lord. You want to share it with everybody. You want to run and tell the world that the Lord is good. Remember those days? And what happened? It is noted that he came to rob, steal, and destroy. So life gets in the way and we become a little bit complacent and we lose our fight for the Holy Spirit and for the Lord. So a revival would revive that love, that hunger, that thirst for his glory. Would you agree? Amen. A revival revived. You know, as a child, you know, sometimes my grandmother had a lot of animals and what, I remember one day there was chickens. And that thing looked like he was dying. Yeah. And my brother and I, we saw my grandfather did it, so we decided to try it. The poor thing was just on the ground, and we took a big, you know, silver pan, we call it the wash pan back then. We put it over the chicken, and we start to beat the chick- the, the pan with the chicken underneath it. And what do you know? All that noise, Revive the chicken. We lift the pan up and that chicken sped up. You know, so he was revived. He was revived. All that noise, he was revived. He sped off. So he was not the lame chicken anymore. Now, do you want a revival in your soul? Do you want to feel, you know, that fire that you once had? Because life gets in the way. Think about it. We spend more time chasing after the things of the world. Think about how many times for the day we actually give God that undivided moment. Because life gets in the way. Let's be honest. We're chasing our success. We're chasing our dreams. We want to make sure that we satisfy our family's needs and everybody. But we keep getting distracted, and we forget to give more to the God who woke us up this morning. Sometimes we even pray on the run. Guilty. You know? So with our revival in our spirit, because at one time or another, we Christians become lukewarm or even cold in our walk with God, so a revival will lift our spiritual life, for those backsliders, it is a time for them to renew their relationship with God and for those of us who have just been sleeping, you know, you show up on Sunday like Pastor said, but we're sleeping. The word is not touching the heart and only you will know if you need a revival. I can't determine that for you because I am not your maker. It's between you and God. For me, I need a revival. I need to walk even around the walls of this church, Jericho, I would call it, and break down some of the barriers. I need to run and scream sometimes. Because there are times when I'm like, wait a minute. Something is not right here in my spirit. So I know I need a revival. When in this backsliding position, how do you think God feels? God does not want any of us to backslide, it's not his intention. You know, um, he's such a good God that he gives us living water and it is his word. We can meditate on his word, we can spend time Really in the Word. Don't just read, don't don't do the lip thing. You read it just to say that you read Psalm 27 or 23 or whatever, just to get it out of the way because you did say you want to read it. No. Let it take root in your heart and it will spring forth. That water will spring, it will start growing in ways. I was looking at this little bit of synopsis of Ezekiel was the son of a priest. He served as a prophet, and during the time of King King Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon, he went through stuff. And God took Ezekiel under his wings and used him to prophesy. And he did a great job at prophesying to the people and gathering them together, and it gave them some hope. So when I read the book of Ezekiel, I find that it is hope that I get from it. And so in that reading, I realized that with that hope come the highest standard, the highest standard that a Christian can live and give to the community, to God. Why? Because when God starts to pour in you, even in a situation, that Ezekiel was in, remember, King Nebuchadnezzar was a terrible man. But God used Ezekiel. And so, in, in, in his book, all I can get out of it, I, I know the problems, but what I got out of it was live in a water of hope. Hope. And it says that when you have that hope, your standards are high, then you try to meet God's expectation and meet. His standard. Because when you have hope, you have faith. When you have faith, you know you have favor with God. Now, let's take a look at, um, if you want to read Ezekiel, especially 37, verse um, 1 to 14 on your private time, that's fine. Because, you know, I seem to lately run over time. Uh, Nobody's paying for that, right? Okay. No, we're not paying you either. <laughs> okay, so Ezekiel shows a really high level of obedience to God, and God promised to unite all mankind through the means of his kingdom. What is his kingdom? What is his kingdom? The kingdom of God is built by us. in our, We are a presence in that kingdom because of our lifestyle, the way that we live, and if we do what he asked us to do, what is that? Pastor goes back again. Love thy neighbor. Mm-hmm. Be kind. Be charitable. Don't think of self. Self is not going to get you that kingdom body. You will not be a part of God's kingdom if you're of self. You've got to give up self. Jesus did it. He gave up self so that you and I might have eternal life. Now, if you feel you're lukewarm, if you feel that you have fallen from grace or favor with God, then you need a revival. Because I'm craving that revival. I am craving it. That message on Sunday really awakened something in me. It was as if i have been spoken to. Now let's take a look, for those of us who can, for Psalm 80, verse 19. It says, Turn us again, O Lord God of hosts, cause your face to shine, and we shall be saved. Isn't that a reviving verse? Turn us again. Turn us O Lord, God of hosts. Cause your face, which is God's face, to shine so that we shall be saved. See, again, I love to talk about David and why. Because God don't come for perfect people. If you're looking for perfection, don't come into God's house because none of us are perfect. And God looked for the broken. He looked for the broken. He saved a wretch like me. Do you know that song? He saved a wretch like me. When I think back, you know, to, it's amazing. When you read the Bible's um, accountability from each person, you, you read about Esther, how she prepares herself to save her people. And I watch even myself at times, don't prepare myself to save my soul. Run like a chicken without a head. You come to church and you're just so tired. I need a revival. You gotta look at these little things. You know, and for the last two weeks, I've been challenged and, you know, I recognize something. Sometimes you gotta walk away from the things of this world and run to the rock. Because no matter what, you're still gonna run to the rock when the things of the world fails you. He comes to rob, steal, and destroy. How does he do that? He throws daggers in our way. Whether it's about your business, whether it's about your marriage, your children, your investment, daggers will come to plant doubt, and take away your faith. As we started to prepare ourselves for the Daniel fast, let us really look within ourselves and start with a small revival. Just don't jump in it, because you'll shock your system. Gradually move up to your Daniel fast. Try to have a small revival, take a week Write down the things that you think you need to be revived in. Things that you need to stamp under your feet. The revival of our spirit, man, examine, help you to examine yourself, cleans out the unclean spirits from our lives for so when we call upon God, it is from a pure heart. Pure heart. Do you know that I'm one of those people, many since coming to this church, I used to be very leery before coming here of people touching me and praying for me. Yeah, and until this day, I'm still the same way. But now I learn to lean on God and whatever someone is touching me and praying for me for, I trust that God will hear their humble cry on my behalf and then my own self will not take over. Because you know how we are in church. Because we are church people with attitudes. Okay. So, when you, you know, God loves a pure heart. He loves people with a pure heart who have not lifted up their soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully. Saturdays, we are in the book of James, and a lot of revelation is coming out of that book. Did you know that James was the brother of Jesus? Holy cow, I didn't even know Mary had more children. So you see, I'm a Christian in growth. I'm springing up. So in the book of James, it talks about many things. But one thing stood out to me and it's the tongue. If your weakness is the tongue and you love to talk and your talking is through texting people and and, and creating, because you see this? When I was a kid growing up, this was not invented yet. It was the big box on the dining table that none of us could use. We couldn't even answer it. It was my father's job to answer it. And you would have the neighbor comes to my grandmother's shop because they want to credit something for their dinner, or they would come to my mother's house to tell her something because they want some flour or something. And they would bring stories. The gossip would come. Today, nobody need to show up at my house to gossip. They don't need to come to your house to gossip. You know everything that's going on i 10 miles from here without taking a plane. Because this, has become a weapon of mass destruction it is like the tongue and the scripture in James said you don't mix vinegar and honey so out of your mouth if you feel that your weakness today that is causing you to stumble because the spirit of gossip the spirit of envy, the spirit of jealousy, you need a revival. If you a spirit of hard work that causes you to abandon your family, to gain those material gain, you need a revival. We have to look within ourselves. James again talked about you wouldn't put on new clothes and an old dirty body. That is my um, you know, interpretation of that verse. You take a shower, you want to look nice, smell nice, and you put on the new clothes. So take off the old man. Put it aside. Get that revival in your soul. Look within yourself. What is it that I'm doing that even when I'm praising God, I'm still not feeling them in my soul? Amen. How many times we have stood right there, and we worship lips. It's all about the lips. It's not coming from the heart. God sees the heart. He doesn't see the lips. I could put on 50 pounds more. God don't see my fat. You know what he sees? My heart. Amen. So let's not be lip sin unchristian Christian. Because another scripture talked about that. I think that was in the book of uh, Ephesians. Let's put away the old man and get a revival in our soul. Let's call upon God, and it will be done. Ask him to remove the impurities, the obstacles. And he set expectation for you. You know that? Do you know that that, God has high expectation of us? Here's my thing. A person who never hear the word of God, who even if they hear it, but they don't understand it because there's many of us. I was a hearer for many years and now I understand. See, the word of God is like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That tree sits there and there's a root. And the rivers of water will come and it will wash away the soil at times, but guess what? That soil is still going to take root somewhere else. When it washes from here, it is going to be lodged somewhere else at another tree root. So that is the word of God. So if you're not appreciating the word of God, if it's not doing anything to revive you, to change you, to make you new, to take the whole man and bring it into the new being that Christ expectation is of you, you need a revival. You agree? Now, remember, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates, please, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. Let us enter into his gates with thanksgiving and praise from a pure heart. Let us not You know, let the troubles of this world, let let our brother and sister, just because this one didn't do, forget it. At the end of the day, I learned one thing. When the trumpet calls, you can't look for my husband next to me and I can't look for you next to me because I'm gonna be too busy looking for the Lord. Yeah, and my grandmother always said, two shall be walking, one will be taken away. Who wants to be that one? Oh, We want to always have that place with the Lord. So let us get a revival in our soul. Let us sing to the glory of the Lord. Let us cry out like David. God don't come for perfect people, but he sets standards and expectations. And as Christians who hear the word of the Lord, who have taught the word of the Lord, who believe the word of the Lord, we have a responsibility. And if you're a teacher of the word, and you cause one of God's children to stumble because of your action, which is ungodly, you are responsible. I didn't say it. I don't write the book. When you find the book of Charlene, you tell me. I'm only repeating and quoting what I'm learning. And as I always tell you, I'm a work in progress. Work in progress, so help me. Now, Psalm, I sense that with David, with all the things that he has gone through and done and the evil that he's done, what I find most interesting about David is that he was humble enough to go down on his knees and said, Lord, forgive me. Do not turn your eyes away from me. Why are you so far from helping me? David asked, he conversated with God. Some of us need to conversate with God. We need to cry out in our private space. And if it happens in church, run around like a crazy person, we won't remember it. Because when Holy Spirit is at work, we don't see anything at all. He blinds the eyes of the unbelievers. Amen. When Holy Spirit is working, so don't worry about what you see. In, no. Let yourself go in the Spirit because we need to bring everything to the cross to start our revival. Amen. Yes, this church, small, and you may walk in here and you wonder, Oh, they have a few empty chairs there. Trust me. If you stand up here and you have a relationship with God, you see so many people in, this, in the pews, in, in the chairs. Because you have to understand how God works. The chosen few. Chosen few. So sitting next to you, Sister Rose, you can't see, but there's people next to you. What are they? Angels. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is among us, and where He goes, He carries His entourage. And when we pray and we praise and we cry out, they go to work right here, right here. God is an awesome God. He is an awesome God. I'm telling you. When I Really hear the message on Sunday. And I know what we talked about in Bible study without even, because I don't call Sister Susan during the time. I see the reminder text on a Friday. I'm not, you know, we're not back and forth. So when we came on Saturday, we were on one accord with the fasting. When I mentioned it to her, she's like, oh my goodness. And Pastor came up, and that was his message. Would you, would you call it a coincidence or would you call that God speaking to us? We don't believe in coincidence. We believe in the Holy Spirit leading and directing us. Now, let us be thankful unto him from our mouths. Let us bless his name. Let us walk in integrity as body of Christ. Let us really take the time to get our spirit man in order that when we fast, we will have a breakthrough for what we are hoping for. Amen. I'm going to tell you a little quick story because I'm watching the time. You see, Esther, I joke sometimes and said, ooh, you know, when I'm home, I go, ooh, because I'm going to do a pedicure or something. I'm going to esterize myself. Because Esther did not save the Jews overnight. It was a plan. It was a plan. Monochi, he planned to have her in position to be seen when, um, when it w- was time for her, when, when the king was seeking a wife. He planned it. He orchestrated Let's orchestrate our success in Christ. Let's orchestrate, let's orchestrate our time with God so that we can have the breakthrough that we're looking for. I don't know what your breakthrough is. I don't know what barriers you have. I don't know what's stopping you. I don't know. All I know is God is calling out for a revival in this church and he's calling out for fasting and praying and he's calling out that we will put away the old man and make new. He wants us to fall in love with him all over again. That will wake the fire up. Some of us, the fire has gone out, and it now becomes just a moment of it comes, it comes up. Now, brothers and sisters, let us um, take the time to repent, revive, so that we can be restored. Amen. Amen? Amen? You see? Everything has to have a plan. Get a master plan in place how you're going to do what you need to do. And you have to put it. If you don't put things down on paper, it's like it doesn't happen. You can't get up every day and just go back just like that. If you want to save your family and you want them to become believers in Christ because you've been praying for years, do like what happened with Martha and Esther. Do it planet, set a foundation. And when the time is right, you will see the glory of God come about. That's how she saved. She had so much favor because of that plan and that prior that she even went into the evilest person on the land, which is her husband of course. Do you imagine you have your husband and you need to be making an appointment to see him? You can't just go in because if you go in, you might be beheaded. That take a lot of faith. I want to have that faith that she has. I want to have the foundation that she has. Right here, we have the modifies. We have the modifies right now to put us in position and we need to start paying attention. So with that said, I'm gonna leave you with this. Let us repent, revive, so that we can be restored. So that revival is coming. I'm praying that we have such a breakthrough in our lives in whatever area is lacking, and it's gonna happen. I know, because we are believers, and we believe in the pure in heart. Thank you, and may these words be of great comfort and restoration and revival, and you know, it tickles your, you know, you know when you, you have a garden and you use to prune the roots? That's what these root words are supposed to do. What pastor said on Sunday, it starts pruning my root. So let us continue to search ourselves and seek ye first, the kingdom of heaven. So all things will be had unto us. It's not my word again. No book of Charlene is there. It's all in the good book of the gospel of Jesus Christ and all the men before him and us. Thank you, Lord, for this humble moment in our lives. Father God, we don't know what your will is for us other than we know that we shall have everlasting life. But while on earth, Lord, direct our steps. Direct our steps, Lord. Cleanse us from all impurities. We're in the world, Lord, but let us not be of the world. Help us, Lord, to be better stewardess and steward of you. Let your light shine through us, Lord. And Lord, give us that reviving spirit, Lord, that we will fall in love with you again with the passion and the fire we once had. Father, we give you honor and praise, and we thank you. And Lord, we ask that you cover our pastor, Lord, Continue to strengthen him and give him each day with your word in his heart, that it will be a comfort to those of us who needs it. Thank you, Lord, we pray for all the members of the church near and far. And for those that is not with us, Lord, we ask that you put a special blanket around them. Father, you know that you do not want any one of us to stumble. Father, Sister Susan is not with us for a while. We pray that you will dispatch your angels to guide and keep her, Lord. And keep her wherever she goes, Lord, help her to save soul. Let her words be taken in account and that somebody, somebody will be saved. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your grace. In Jesus' name, amen.